Hi again, everybody. I'm Dan Horde, and thanks for downloading the Bengals Booth Podcast, the Welcome to the Working Week edition. As the Bengals move to the next phase of their offseason workouts as offense faces defense for the first time, albeit without full speed contact. Coming up, three one on one conversations with running back Chris Evans, veteran safety Michael Thomas, and undrafted rookie free agent Tyrekus Tisdale. The Bengals Booth Podcast is presented by Ultimate Bengals. Download Ultimate Bengals ahead of the 2022 season. It's free to play next level fantasy football with fantastic Bengals prizes. Get it now on the App Store and Google Play. And here's a quick reminder that you can have the latest edition of this podcast delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. It's the greatest thing since Bengals commemorative wine bottles. In honor of the Bengals trip to Super Bowl 56, a company called Manos Wine has released three officially licensed commemorative bottles, two with red wine and one with a sparkling white. The bottles are a beautiful keepsake and they sold out quickly. However, according to the website, you can be notified when they are back in stock. If you're interested, just do a quick search for Bengals Manos Wine. That's M-A-N-O-S. Now, time for this week's guests, beginning with running back Chris Evans, a sixth-round draft pick out of Michigan last year, who carried 17 times for 77 yards as a rookie and added 15 catches for 151 yards and two touchdowns. He also had a catch in the Super Bowl. And that's where I began our conversation. So in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, Bengals are up by four. Key third down and two play. They throw to you for a first down. From sixth round pick to rookie contributor to being counted on in a key Super Bowl moment. What did that mean to you? It meant a lot. Uh, coming from where I'm coming from and the adversity that I went through, just being a little piece of the puzzle to, you know what I'm saying, being a Super Bowl was huge to me. So I just... My role, I just, I was, I was a superstar in my role. That's how I looked at it the whole season, especially throughout the playoffs. And I was just a superstar in my role, and I just took that, and I didn't do nothing too much, and didn't do nothing too little. I just did whatever, whatever they asked of me, and I was always ready when, when they needed me. How long did it take for the Super Bowl sting to go away, if it has? It's, it ain't go away yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying we, we, I, I think we'll get our uh, slight revenge when we play them and the, um, we practice against them and play against them in, in the preseason, but. Uh, other than that, we didn't get the job done. So, I mean, you get an AFC championship ring, but what you going to wear that for if you ain't got a Super Bowl ring? So that's how I look at it. We're chatting with Chris Evans. You had one kickoff return at Michigan as a freshman. Last year in the playoffs in the Super Bowl, you're the kickoff returner for this team. Did it come naturally? Did you know what you were doing? Tell me about that process. Man, I... Uh, I I wasn't even this time last year. I wasn't even on the depth chart at kickoff return, but bodies bodies going down, injuries left and right. You know what I'm saying? And they they told me this is what I need to do, and I stepped up and did it. Uh, first first playoff game against the Raiders, I was had the jitters. I'm missing missing the missing. I'm not running to the right spot, dropping the ball. It was just I'm like, how the first time I'm gonna be a kickoff returner in the in the playoffs, and we. Ain't, I mean, we ain't, Bengals ain't been to the playoffs or won a playoff game in forever, so I feel like the pressure's on. You know what I'm saying? So. I just made sure I got good sleep. I was eating right, all that stuff, because I like nothing's going to get in the way of this because they're counting on me. You know what I'm saying? I could um, – Darren looks at the um, kickoff return as the first player offense. You know what I'm saying? So if I can get 
Joey be in the right position, and you know what I'm saying? We can. That might be the difference maker. Do you want to continue doing it, or is it more of a hey? If you need me to do it, I'll do it. Hey man, I'm willing to do whatever they need me to do. If they need me to hold the hold the kick, uh, hold the kick for Evan. If they need me to punt or whatever they need me to do, I'll do whatever it takes and whatever they need me to do to help the team. You look stronger to me, particularly in the lower body. Was that something that you worked on in the off season? Uh, yeah, I wasn't, um, especially before the preseason last year. I was, I didn't know, I didn't know the rookies and the young guys and the guys some. We're out there in the second half of that preseason game. We're out there the whole time. You know what I'm saying? So I'm out there. I was like, I gotta, I gotta transform my body and get it ready and get it prepared for for the preseason. So I'm ready to do that. We're chatting with Chris Evans. I have a hard time keeping up with your various endeavors, the CE Stars, your your seven on seven football teams in four different states. It looks like you're involved with uh, girls volleyball now. Tell me a little bit about all you're doing in the off season. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to impact. I'm doing whatever I can to to be able to. Um, help this next generation because you got kids out here that even if they got their parents at home, it's different situations and stuff like that. So if I can be able to impact anything, and I, I impact the youth in football, so I'm like, I want to impact more. I want to I want to challenge myself to see how I can impact. So I partnered up with some good people, um, and we started a um, volleyball club called All Out. You know what I'm saying? And pretty much, if you if you go all out, that should answer all your problems in life. You know what I'm saying? Just whatever you do, go all out in it. And um, just doing that and just tapping into the to the girls from the inner cities and stuff like that and just being able to give them the opportunity to, to shine and be able to do what they you know, say want to do and what they're capable of. So this is more of a giving back thing for you than a growing business. Yeah, exactly. I mean, business comes with it at the end of the day, but at the same time, like it's the, the main focus is to give back and to, 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 to push into the youth and, and, and get it from different angles. I can get football guys, guys on my team to help out, blah, 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 but how, how can I challenge myself to go partner with girls who play volleyball and, you know what I'm saying, volleyball coaches and stuff like that. Because if I just want to impact football, that would be different. Like I want to be able to go in a different realm and just impact in general, you know what I'm saying, just impact, straight-up impact. So, so, yeah. We're talking to Chris Evans. So we often hear about the difference between rookies and players in their second year. As a rookie, you don't know what you don't know. And then in the second year, everything seems to make more sense. Is that the way it's shaping up for you? Yeah, Darren um, – uh, Darren said that their biggest improvements from your rookie year to your second year. So I'm looking into that and then getting ready to, because there's stuff that like I didn't know, have no clue, no clue on last year. But now going into this year, and then the crazy thing, I see the rookies this year, like I see like their the the wheel spinning in their head just like mine were. <laughs> like it's almost kind of funny to watch, and that kind of like it's it's the best to kind of let them go through that so that they can understand it themselves. Because if you tell them, then they won't fully, truly understand it. You can't give them the cheat code, you know what I'm saying? Giving them a cheat code is kind of – they gave me cheat codes, but, like, I had to – ultimately I had to figure it out on my own, you know what I'm saying? So they could help me and tell me to do this, tell me to do that, but then day i got to figure out what's best for me and what I can – and how I learn the best, so. One of those rookies was a former teammate of yours at Michigan, first-round draft pick Dax Hill. What are the Bengals getting in Dax Hill? Man, smooth, fluid, DB who willing to do whatever it takes, you know what I'm saying, to help the team and – uh I mean, Michigan man, you know what I'm saying? Michigan man, always going to do it right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about the OSU guys, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Up north, we do it right. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but yeah, you're getting that. And um, just, a, just a guy willing to, you know what I'm saying, help the team and do whatever he can. And also, like, just a good dude. You know what I'm saying? A good dude in the locker room. And he's not, you know what I'm saying, show off. He's showboaty. You know what I'm saying? He just come in, get his job done, and keep it like that. 
that's what strikes me. He seems so humble and grounded for a first-round draft pick. He, he kind of carries himself like a five-year vet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I mean, I was, I just try to stay in his ear as much as I can. But at the end of the day, like I said, he got to figure it out himself. And uh, like I can, you know, I can help him and you know, what I'm saying, guide him and stuff like that. Like a little different, like massage therapy and like gave him um, the guy to guy to cut his hair around here. You know, what I'm saying I can help him like that. But like as far <laughs> as like. Your rookie year training camp, you got to figure it out on your own because I had to figure it out too. You know what I'm saying? That's the best way to learn. So. When you're in college, they give you a little time off, and then you're back on campus working with the strength and conditioning staff. Leading up to the draft, you're trying to train and then position yourself as well as you possibly can. You probably got your first break after a football season this year in years. Did Were you able to relax? Did you have some good downtime, or did you do anything fun? Uh, I was... I, I was telling the running backs the other day um, when we was giving updates about what we did in the offseason. I feel like I had a lot of time, but I didn't have a lot of time. This is my first offseason. I didn't have to go to class or nothing, so I'm just like – and then for like – it took like three weeks for like my body to heal all the way because like you, you get you get hurt, you get a little bruise in the divisional round against Tennessee, you got to carry that because you, you can't stop. Because <laughs> this is – you know what I mean? You're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, tight, everything. So I'm just like – I'm just going to relax, stay off my feet until all like my wrist and my, my, my inner thigh, like all of it was tight and, and, and sore. So I just did that and um, just spent time with family, went to Miami with a couple of my uh, college teammates. And, you know I mean, yeah, just kicked it and got back straight to work. Seems logical to me that you're probably going to play a more significant role this year. Are you looking forward to more touches and more chances to impact the game? Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really, really just trying to, you know what I'm saying, like I said, do whatever it takes to, to increase my role. And really, I want to, I want to make more of an impact on special teams too, because um, I feel like that, like in the nuance thing, I had a couple of tackles last year, but I never played special teams in college, so I just wanted to be able to, to get the role. Because you know, the, when you at the back end of the, when you on the back end of the roster, like it, at the end of the day, it's who who wants it more on special teams. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not getting 30 carries a game like Joe Mixon, you, you better be able to go down and get a couple of tackles. You know what I'm saying? Every week, so. Uh, I feel like if I push that harder than anybody, then I feel like I can, I can bump my roll up. And it's, if I bump my roll up once, however it shakes out, uh, I'm saying on the top end of the roster, whatever it is, and whatever they need me, I'm gonna be ready. So appreciate your time, Chris. Thank you. Appreciate you. If you include the postseason last year, Joe Mixon led all NFL running backs with 419 touches, 359 runs, and 60 receptions. And I'm not even counting his touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. I'm sure the Bengals are hoping that Chris Evans can play a bigger role this year and help lighten the workload on Jolton Joe. Before we get to my next guest, here's an invitation to grab your yoga mat and join Who Day on Saturday, June 25th at 9 a.m. for Namaste Yoga on the field at Paul Brown Stadium. Register now at bengals.com yoga. It's presented by Cottonelle in partnership with Kroger and Tidal Babe Period Bank. My friend Chad Brendel, who does a great job of covering UC sports on his website Bearcat Journal, pointed out something recently about the Bengals that I didn't realize. There are only three players on the roster over the age of 30. Holder, Clark Harris, who's 37, punter Kevin Huber, who's 36, and safety Michael Thomas, who's 32. That's it. Three guys, and none of them on offense. I spoke to the effervescent Michael Thomas on Tuesday. 
So when I watch you at practice, the smile never never comes off your face. I mean, do you have bad days? Oh, man, like everybody as you go through stuff. But I can honestly say going out there with these young dudes, with just, just, just being out there, man, it's, it's, it's what you dream of. Even in year 11, you know, I still get that joy. I don't want to be anywhere else, man. Like, this, this is my passion and my love. Just being out there with the guys and seeing if I could get better, dude. So what's not to smile about it? <laughs> the younger guys seek you out. During practice, they want to know things about the defense and so forth, and you are happy to help coach them. Yeah, I mean, I just think back to my rookie year. I had so I was blessed. I had so many like great vets that was like willing to teach me, and I remember what that made me feel like. It gave me confidence to go out there and play fast. So why would I not? I don't care. You know, I don't look at it as if I'm competing with a guy. Why would I not give them as much of the game that was given back to me, man? And, and I know it's their dream. They're, they're trying to pursue their, their passes. So regardless, if it's the first round draft pick to an undrafted guy like my that like how I experienced, man. I'm just trying to help them out so they can you know live out their dreams, go make a play in this preseason, try to make a team. That's it. We're chatting with safety Michael Thomas. What are your impressions of the three defensive backs they drafted? Dax Hill, Cam Taylor-Britt, Tyson Anderson. One, first, yeah, first off, our scouting department, they, they, they did their homework. <laughs> I was say that, that, that's first off, and I'm talking about across the board, character, talent, skill level. But what impressed me was their willingness to learn. They're asking questions. If they mess up, like, hey, what did I do wrong here? How can I get better? If a coach tell them, hey, you F this up, you need to do this, I guarantee the next time they're going out there, they're trying to, like, make that correction. They might mess something else up, but they're going to make sure they get that right. And, and when you have young dudes coming in like that, that gives you a chance to win because they're not looking like, or treating this like it's a red shirt year. They got time. They're coming in. They're trying to compete now. So it's, it's exciting. It makes an old dude like me. It's like, all right, well, yeah, I got, I got to make sure I'm on my A game. You know, I can't be as bad at the same time. It's also, like, encouraging because you know there won't be drop-off. Watching Dax Hill a little bit today, they're moving him all over the place, and they just got here. Are you uh, amazed by the versatility of some of these guys? I mean, you see him going red line to red line already. I mean, that's that's again, it's impressive. But at the same time, kudos to that, you know, to those guys upstairs. You know, they went and found a guy that can come in here and play play this game. And I mean, I seen his versatility. I love his leadership too. I love his leadership. I love the way that he's asking questions, even as a young guy. He understands the situation. But at the same time, he's going out here trying to learn and get better every single day. And when you see that, you're like, all right, I can respect you for that. You're not coming in like a, you know, like a slap, like just some young dude, just, you know what I'm saying, like not taking this thing serious. You're coming in as a pro, and that's what you want to see. We're chatting with safety Michael Thomas. You played on a playoff team in Miami. But I know for several years after that, the teams you played for did not win a lot of games. What did the Super Bowl mean to you in light of that? Oh, man, I mean, like you said, I, I had only played in one playoff game prior to last year. And I was on a Super Bowl team, but I was on practice squad and I didn't play. And that hurt. So to come here, what, some nine years later and actually get a chance to experience making a run to the Super Bowl and contributing, that, I mean... I guess besides actually winning that Super Bowl, you know, like that meant everything to me because I just wanted to prove that I could help a team get there and help a team try to win, man. And that's that's all we ever want. We just want to prove ourselves right, that we're good enough, that we can play. And uh, it felt great, but shoot, got a lot more to prove this year too. Running out of the tunnel, did you feel like you could lift the stadium? Oh, dude, man, it's, it's, it's something you dream about since you were a kid, something I definitely dreamed about. 
I can't even describe that, dude. Like it was, it was electric. It was electric. You felt like you could do anything, and you knew everybody. You know, all, all eyes on you. you. Got the rock coming out. You know, giving us an extra five minutes before we kick off. We ready to go, but he's winking at us on the kickoff team. Like, hey, man, let's go. Let's, let's bring it. So, it's it's a feeling that you can't even put words to. Clearly, like wasn't the result we wanted, but I'm thankful and I'm thank God for that experience, man. Yeah, so the Bengals won the toss and deferred. Yep. So you're out there for the opening kickoff with those flash bulbs oh, popping. That must have been your heart must have been going 500 yeah. beats a second. Exactly. It's like it don't even feel real. It felt like I was in the movie, man. Like it's, it's it happened so fast. You, you know, trying not to blink, not trying not to think about it, but you can't help but see the lights. You can't help but see the lights go off. You're running down there full speed, dude. High five and afterwards and stuff. But it's like, man. I could like all of us on the sideline. Once we went off to the sideline, you know, it's a million TV timeouts and stuff. It's like, bro, we really out here. We really playing in the Super Bowl. I can't like, is this real? Like, it's a great experience, man. But we gotta, go, we you know, gotta work, go through the process, try to get back there and go win it. You joined the team in the practice squad, wound up playing a significant role, and they resigned you right away. Are you? I don't know. At all surprised by how well things just seem to work out here? Oh, man, it's. From the time I got here, I realized, one, even though this team was young, they were hungry, and they were very talented. And then for me personally, going into year 10 last year, to get that to get that opportunity, even though it was unfortunate because guys ended up getting hurt, um, to come in and contribute. And they actually leaned on me as a leader. Oh, you, thank you. They actually leaned on me as a leader on special teams. You know, I can't thank Darren enough. And while I'm not surprised, I'm just – Happy that I even got that opportunity to go prove that I can still play this game at a high level and help a team win. And to have these young dudes look to me as a leader, the team want to sign me back, you know, it's, it's humbling, man. And I just want to keep giving them my all every single day. You are the only non-punter or long snapper on the roster over 30. You're, you're chuckling. Is that amazing to you? No, it is, man. It, 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 that's the thing. It's like, oh, Uncle Mike, Uncle Mike, this. But it's, <laughs> it's real. And, you know, the, 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 the NFL will continue to be a young man's game. It'll continue to get younger. But I just feel like I got so much more to get his game. I feel like I got a lot left in the tank for us just playing. And even if it's leadership, even if it's just, you know, wisdom, trying to help these young dudes who's going to eventually be the future of this game. You know, they are the future of this game. I just got so much more to give, man. And, and to be the only non-punter slash kicker, I mean, it's one is a testament, especially going undrafted, man. Like, dude, I still remember conversations from my rookie year. You know, like, and it, it, it goes by so fast. I still feel like I'm young in my mind, but it speaks volumes to, you know, just the respect that the organizations have for me, this, this team and my teammates have for me, man, and I don't take that for granted. Several years down the road, do you see yourself coaching? I know. I know I could. I've enjoy, I enjoy being around the guys. I enjoy helping it. I get joy by telling a young dude something and him to actually try it maybe for the first time, and it works, and how happy he gets. I get happy like I made the play, so maybe. Maybe. I can see it. I don't know. We'll see. Many years down the road. <laughs> Many years. We'll see. Michael, appreciate your time. No, thank, thank you very you. much. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. The Bengals have safety Michael Thomas as well as wide receiver Mike Thomas, and both of them are a joy to talk to. The Bengals Booth Podcast is presented by Ultimate Bengals, the free-to-play fantasy football game. This past season, Ultimate Bengals awarded a weekly winner during the course of the year with tickets, autographed merchandise, and money-can't-buy experiences all up for grabs. Find Ultimate Bengals in the App Store and Google Play. 
My final conversation this week is with one of this year's most intriguing undrafted rookies, defensive lineman Tyreekus Tisdale out of Ole Miss. If you watch him at practice alongside the two defensive linemen that the Bengals drafted this year, third-round pick Zach Carter and seventh-round selection Jeffrey Gunter, you might think that Tisdale was the most highly touted of the three. He's 6'5", 285 pounds, with 35-inch arms, and ran a 4.6340 at his pro day. I spoke to Tyreekus about his path to Cincinnati. Tyreekus, you signed with the Bengals as a college free agent. Why Cincinnati? What appealed to you about this franchise? Um, I just feel like, you know, the scheme fits me the best on um, being versatile, like if I could play inside and out. Um, the coaches, um, Coach Hobby and, and Mark Duffner, I feel like uh, those are great guys to learn from and great guys to get opportunity from and the vets here are great guys that I can learn from down the road so I know coach Duffner in particular was really excited uh, that you signed with the Bengals tell me a little bit about your relationship with him leading up to a draft time um so me and coach Duff actually had a relationship for a for, for, for a pretty good while now um, we stayed in touch um, from up until pro day, from before pro day, up until pro day, after pro day, up until the draft, like we stayed in touch, you know, talked on the phone, like tell me he had love for me to be a Bengal and he wanted me here. And, you know, I just felt like that relationship and that connection really is what drew me here. You look the part. Yes, You're sir. a big man. I know you ran a 4 6 at your pro day. Uh, do you feel like, just based on the practices you've taken part in so far, that you belong? Yes, sir. I'm a, I definitely feel like I belong here. I'm obviously still learning, trying to get my feet wet, learn the game, learn the scheme, and learn from the people around me for sure. Like not, you know, not trying to rush things, but also trying to stay stay ahead of things at the same time. We're chatting with Tyreekus Tisdale. You had some injuries at Ole Miss. I think you only played 11 games the last couple of years. How is your health? Yes, and how much did that impact, like your draft stock? Do you think you would have been selected had you been healthy? Um, I, I definitely feel like that if I if I stayed healthy and that I, I would have been a I would have been a draft pick. Um, but you know God God has a plan for everything. Everything happens for a reason. So, um, I, I definitely feel like it. This happened for a reason, and I'm here for a reason today. Hundred so. percent now. Yes, sir. Hundred percent healthy. I'm ready to get to it. <laughs> You're practicing with some real pros: yes, DJ Reader, Sam Hubbard. B.J. Hill, the list goes on and on. What are you picking up from being around those guys? Um, just just little things that that just can help my my hand placement, my footwork, um, pad level, just little things that I've always known I needed to work on, and they're just giving me key tips that they they learned over the years that helped them with it. That's helping me along. The way. How about Coach Hobby? Well known as an excellent D line coach. Is there anything that he's stressed to you so far? Things that you picked up from him? Just you know, just um, you know, not 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 overthinking, not thinking too much. He just tells me not not to think too much. You know, just play the game and you know, help coach up the little stuff. You've joined a team that went to the Super Bowl a year ago. Does anything stand out in this locker room? Do you get the vibe of a team that was less than two minutes away from winning it all? You can definitely tell that everybody in this building is about business. They mean business, and that. They they were supposed to be in the Super Bowl when they was close to winning it last year, and I and I don't. And I definitely agree that they that this team can make it back there. So. As we're chatting, 
Aaron Donald got paid yesterday. I think I read an interview with you prior to the draft that that's your guy. That's who you admire the most. You know, you can't you can't win without the big boys up front, so you got to pay. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he made life miserable for the Bengals in the Super Bowl, but he does that to pretty much everybody. Uh, as we're here in the locker room, you've got a 22 necklace on. That was your number at all Miss. Unusual D-line number. I was a running back my whole entire career up until college, and yeah. 22 was my number, and I stuck with it throughout high school, throughout college. I knew coming to NFL, I knew that was finally going to change, but, you know, I'm still rocking the necklace just for the memories. <laughs> you must have been a big running back. 6'4", 240, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Do you miss it? I think I can still tote it a little bit. <laughs> Goal line fullback, we might have a possible position for you. Uh, there's another Ole Miss guy that signed with the Bengals after the draft, Ben Brown. Yes, sir. Um, did you expect him to be selected, and, and what do you think of his potential as an NFL O-lineman? Um, um, I know Ben had an injury um, early, early mid-season, and, and I definitely feel that if he didn't have that injury, he would have been a draft pick as well. He He's one of the best out best O-lineman I played against throughout college from the time I stepped foot on campus. Um, I always thought he was the best O-lineman I was going against every day, so I I know that once he's once he gets his feet wet and get, gets back in the groove that you know, this is going to be a great opportunity for him as well. I know the real dream come true is playing in an NFL game, making the team, but what has practice been like and signing that contract and at at least as of right now being a Cincinnati Bengal a dream a dream come true a childhood dream it's something that I've dreamed of my whole life me and my family have dreamed of my whole life I mean I always knew as a as a high school football player that this time would come I knew junior college college and SEC that this time would come it's just a matter of when am I getting your first name right is it Tyrekus yes sir that's correct (laughs) I feel good. I, I imagine that's been <laughs> yeah, said many yeah, ways. No, that's the first that somebody get it right after the first draft. So. <laughs> hey, best of luck to you. Great to have you on the team. Thank you. That's going to do it for this episode of the Bengals Booth Podcast presented by Ultimate Bengals. Download Ultimate Bengals ahead of the upcoming season. It's free-to-play next-level fantasy football with fantastic Bengals prizes. Get it now on the App Store and Google Play. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast. And if you have a minute, give it a rating or share a comment. That helps more Bengals fans find us. I'm Dan Horde, and thanks for listening to the Bengals Booth Podcast.